Some QBs. This is episode 138. Hope from Dallas. What's your one number this week? Three. This is a this is a radio show. Don't use your fingers. How many? Three. What is it? Three. Yeah. What's that for? Three games to a World Series title. For someone. Well, for someone, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex, what's your number? 75. That's not, uh, aren't you missing a digit in front of that this week? I am, but uh, <laughs> 75 is the number of yards short of Tyreek Hill that A.J. Brown has in receiving yards. For all the noise about Tyreek Hill, who has over 1,000 yards, A.J. Brown is just 75 yards short of Tyreek Hill for leading the entire NFL in receiving yards. Unbelievable season. What was he He's four a straight weeks of 125 yards or more? Six. I think it's six an NFL now. Rocks. And he's Thank on you. my fantasy team. Thank you, Titans. Woo. That Thank might you, end Titans. on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, thanks for nothing, Titans. Going to end on Sunday. Rooster, what's your number this week? Negative one. First, uh, Rushing yards for the Giants. What? No. You know, in a week of horrendous quarterback play, the Giants started our third-string quarterback, Tommy DeVito. And allowed him to throw seven times. He completed two of seven for negative one yards. And afterwards was heard to say, what do you mean I'm funny? I'm funny how? I'm funny like a clown? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> good fellas. Wow. Yeah, same same name, Tommy DeVito. The only difference <laughs> is, is nobody nobody's afraid of your Tommy DeVito. That's yeah. the only difference, right? Yeah. All right, Milk, give us the number. Milk, give us the number. Uh, I'm going 18 inches. That's that's how how far in my picture behind me, Florida had to go to get a first down in the Florida-Georgia game this weekend. And instead of just running a QB sneak or maybe just running it up the middle, they did a fluke halfback pass option something or another. And the guy was sat, uh, tackled five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and it changed the entire game. So you think he would have won otherwise? Uh, yeah, right. No, no, no. But it surely, it surely didn't help. It surely didn't help. <laughs> All right, to... I'm giving you my number is four, and that is years ago today that the Nationals won the World oh, Series. Oh, oh hey, it's sad. World Series time. You up the Bruce Springsteen glory days. That's right. In the corner <laughs> of your mind. Four years ago. God, life was so different then. It was, sure oh, was. Yeah. It sure was. All right. Week eight is in the books. House, welcome back to the pod. You welcome get the back, lead on the Hey, it's yeah, good uh, to be back. House. I missed you guys. I came back just in time for the greatest throwback helmet, even better than the Eagles. Did you guys see the Seahawks helmet? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is one fire helmet, but uh, or how about the Titans? I like the Oilers. Oilers, I love good. House, before you get started, tell our fans what you did, what you accomplished while you were gone. Well, the law firms, the law firm that I belong to, Klein Inspector and Arnold Itkin in Texas, uh, took Monsanto down for one hundred seventy-five million dollars. For none other than the great Ernie Caranchi of Northeast Philadelphia. Very proud of the result. Um, 
to all our listeners, try not to use Roundup. It's pretty bad for you. Um, Good news for all of you. Good news for all the people throughout the world who've been poisoned by Monsanto or farmers who've been screwed by them. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, for the most part, I think things came back into form in the NFL after a crazy week before. Um, The biggest real shockwave for the NFL season that was outside of form was yesterday's Broncos win. Uh, The Broncos beat the Chiefs 24-9. There is some talk that the flu went through Mahomes' family and he wasn't great and he was getting fluids. I don't know. I mean, I you you could have done any number of things to still have beaten the Broncos and that team, which is pretty bad. So that that was a shocking defeat. But other than that, uh, you know, the Bengals Niners game, this pod has been saying for weeks on end, don't really count out the Bengals. I think we're starting to see them come back into form. I think we're seeing the real Joe Burrow stand up. Um I thought in a game of like, should we pay attention to either of these teams between the Saints and the Colts? I thought that was a somewhat interesting game where the Saints found their offensive groove and uh, beat the Colts 38-27 in a massive injury game that will affect not just the Vikings, but perhaps the trade desires of other teams in the offseason beyond Kirk Cousins tore his ACL. And unless he finds Aaron Rodgers, uh, witch doctor, I think he's out for at least a year. And uh, despite their win over the the Packers who are plummeting, that was a big, big loss. Um, it turns out I did not know this. Kirk Cousins up until then was leading the NFL in touchdown passes with 18. So that's, that's, that's he's having, he's having a, he was having a great best year. He's had. Yeah. Yeah. Best year he's ever had. Um, well, one of the interesting things I'm finding about this Vikings team is how much better they've played in the last few weeks without Justin Jefferson and what a stud Jordan Addison. I think we always knew that he would be, but uh, they didn't drop off that much without J. Jeff. Um, I think last year, at the beginning of last year, I said to you guys that last year, the Jags, and the Lions would be the teams that would turn it around, maybe not make the playoffs, but really get close to it. It was laughed off. Uh, the Jags made it. The Lions barely missed it. And this year, two of the top teams in the NFL are the Jags and the Lions. The Jags uh, beat a pretty good Steelers team who had saw Kenny Pickett get hurt. But, you know, that was also an impressive win. I think there's something like 6-2 and two now, uh, the Jags. So they're they're taking control of that division. Panthers and Bryce Young got his first win in the battle of the uh, the rookie quarterbacks there. And you know, for whatever you want to say about the NFC East, um, I don't know what how much you measure the Dallas win against the Rams. I'm sure Dallas was flexing, but I don't know. The Rams, the Rams, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's I don't know. It's the best measure. And the Eagles, yeah, they struggled, but you know they sh- should have had another fourteen points when they fumbled the ball twice inside the five. Um, I do think that 
uh, Sam Howe is one of the Eagles kryptonites. They just don't play well against him. He plays his best against the Eagles. He's had two great games against the Eagles this year. And I, I do think they have their quarterback, but definitely not their coach. Uh, Ron Rivera. No, sorry. Terrible. Sorry, Bison. He stinks. He does. Oh, you don't have to sorry anything. He does stink. I mean, he's got to go. He's a nice guy and you want to root for him. And and I the only thing I'll say about Rivera positive is he's been there, you know, through the end of the Snyder era that saw congressional investigations, sexual harassment, you know, charges and lawsuits and settlements and all that. And I mean, at least Rivera was sort of a stand up ethical guy who who from a being a solid person was the only thing you could look at and be proud of that team for. Uh, but he is not a good football coach. And you know, unfortunately, his, that is the job he has. That play where um, Devontae Adams probably, Devontae Smith probably did not make that catch at the ball hit the ground. That just shows you, that just shows you Rivera's impotence. It's like, yeah, he didn't know what to do. He's like looking no, at the replay. Know. He said screen. he never saw a replay. So, you know, he like, know does he not is. have anybody in his ear telling exactly. him you have to throw the flag? Well, Come on. Man. And if he didn't, if he didn't, why not? That's his job, too, right? To have right. a system in place, you know, for somebody right. to be able to say not that. Not to mention the clue, the massive clue that everyone on the Philadelphia Eagles was racing to the line of scrimmage to hurry up and run a play before it got reviewed. But if I'm I mean, looking at this right, I, the only thing I will say is that, that, Wanted Eagles defense, the commanders were 30 plus points twice, 31 both games against them. I don't think anybody's, yeah. I, I mean, House, I, I don't think you need to make any uh, excuses for for beating the, the commanders by a touchdown. Um, they played a hell of a game, and the, and what the Eagles keep doing is winning tough games, and that's yeah. what that's what winners do. You keep winning. I mean, I but mean, the I don't, com- spend... don't take anything away from the commanders, though. They they played a hell of a game. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to spend too much on time offense. On, on, on the commanders, but I I am a little surprised. I feel like this slight regression for Scary Terry. I feel like in some ways, Dotson and Samuel make more big plays for that offense right now, at least, than Terry McLaren. Am, am I wrong on that? Yeah, you are. Um, I mean, I... I he he had two bad drops yesterday. He also had a, a pretty great touchdown in the first quarter. Uh, that's the second or third one like that he's had this year. Dotson had been all but missing this season until last week. Uh, people were wondering what was wrong with Dotson. Clearly, they got him going. Samuel is is a matchup problem in some situations, but McLaurin is still the best. You know, he's suffering from two things. One, whoever's playing him knows he's the best guy in the field and they've got to lock him down and they do. And two, you have a, essentially a rookie quarterback. I mean, this is the ninth game for Howell. Uh, and you know, he's, he's got to make those catches. He's on. Oh yeah. yeah those he, were bad catches are... and, and he owned them. I mean, he owned them. I mean, those were bad drops. I mean, he, he owned it and, and those were, they were bad. They were bad, Howell, but Howell you know, I don't think he's regret him on a, on a better pass though. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't perfect. Yeah, you but on your stud to make those, those are NFL catches. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are NFL NFL you, receivers catch. Those who do you guys think the Vikings are going to replace Kirk Cousins with? Ryan, I Tannehill. think you had it right. Yes, I know, there's some rumor about Tannehill. Tannehill. 
Yeah, I just I, gotta how badly be is Ken Hill hurt though? I thought. I mean, he's a high ankle sprain. Pretty bad. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed that who's that their backup? Kobe Brissett. Oh, God. I don't know who their backup is. What is this Colt um, McCoy stuff? Is he actually on the team? No. Oh, maybe he is. No. I, I think he was know. maybe like on their practice squad practice or, or something like that. Oh, uh, Brissett's available. While we're checking so for that. Kyler Murray. Yeah, I was just going to say, Pope, this is a very interesting development. I know nobody really cares about the Cardinals because they're a bad team, but Murray's basically healthy right now, and Dobbs is playing well enough that they have already announced that next week they will start Dobbs over a healthy Kyler Murray. I mean, boy, has that guy fallen. Wow. But they need to play him, though, in order to see what they have for trade purposes. Unless they Minnesota said, is willing to said they are going to play him this year. They're going to play who? Murray. Kyler? Murray. Yeah. Which, at some point, they should. But, I mean, I think a desperate team that thinks they still have a chance at the playoffs, like the Vikings, might be a good fit. Just don't yeah. know how much they'd have to give up for him. So, House, you kind of glossed over uh, the 49ers. I mean, we, after the Cowboy game, we had anointed them as equal the Eagles and the Niners were the clearly the best two in the NFC yeah. and didn't expect that they would lose three in a row. So what, where did we think in here? I don't think Purdy should have played this game. I agree he with was, you hundred percent. He was in concussion protocol during the week. He definitely was not playing his best. And now there's video that, too. that see where he got knocked backwards yeah. and his head bounced off the turf. And then he held his head right after that. Right. I guarantee you he's going to be in concussion protocol again yep. this week. They have and now he might be out several weeks, though. Right. They have a we bye. We saw this with Still. Tua last year. Yeah. They shouldn't have brought him back. Played like shit. Really bad. Really bad. And I do think. That didn't uh, solve all the problems for the Niners right now, though. Debo's still out. And that's that's a massive part of their offense. And when you can, when you've got Debo and McCaffrey both playing, that's the ultimate in matchup problems. When one is off, you can look. McCaffrey had a nice game, but but you know the ball is going to him. And I just I don't I don't I never thought the Niners with Purdy were all that. I know he had that impressive streak and all that stuff, but I don't know. I, well, I think they got real problems. Their defense so, didn't look great either. Well, so their next, their next three of their next four games are brutal. They play at the Jags next week or the week after the bye. Then the the Bucks, I guess that's a win. Uh, then they play at the Seahawks, <laughs> at the Eagles, and then the Seahawks yeah. go to yeah, the they 49ers. could lose three of those games. They could lose well, the three buys, of those. The buys five coming games. at a good time for them, but you know it just proves you know injuries are are just so. Um, uh, devastating in this league. I mean, look, if the Eagles lost Jalen or AJ Brown for a couple games, we'd be we'd be saying they're in trouble, right? I mean, they, there's just so there's a few key guys that make teams go. Because of the parity level in the NFL, you need to have those those just dominating players. House, what did I say in the beginning of the year about what what the Eagles should do with their running game? Hand the ball off all the time. Just feed it to, feed to it. one guy to Swift to, and stop yeah, doing the committee. It's look so what's stupid. Happened. It's no, so they're stupid. Commi- they're handing. They're using Swift as a number one, and it's paying dividends. 
Yeah, but when they're well, not, not this weekend, it didn't. Yeah, and this weekend they handed the ball to Gainwell, who fumbled. You know, in the first, I think the first 19 plays, 18 were passes and one was a run. So they did not run enough, and I, I think they should have. But this is a little bit of some insight before the Dallas game. I would say that there is at least a 25% chance that Jalen Hurts does not play Sunday. Because of his ankle? Yeah, he, and he's, nursing a knee, right? a, he's nursing a bone bruise on his knee that is causing him a lot of pain. And, you know, they've got one loss on the season. They've got the best record in the NFL. They get to face Dallas again. Yes, Dallas is at home this week, but they've got a bye after that. They could get him a couple of healthy weeks. Uh, it would not shock me if they did that. If you see that play where they did run up to the line to try to get the playoff when Rivera didn't, he was hobbling so bad. Yeah, he, he's definitely not off himself. The, off the field after that, too. He, he's was not himself. He's, who's the backup? Our backup is none other than uh, not television star Marcus Mariota. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. I thought you cut him. Oh, he still has him, unfortunately. He can run a team for a week. should have gotten rid of Minshew. God, that was a terrible mistake. I think I'm still picking the Eagles or the Cowboys with Mariota at quarterback. I would be shocked if Jalen doesn't suit up on. Yeah, team. he's gonna he's gonna he's do gonna he play. play. Yeah. Whoa. Um. Well, that can, raises can, a good question, actually. That, well, go ahead, Mel. Go ahead. Well, I was saying, can we go back to the Chiefs game because everyone this morning is panicking about the Chiefs. I mean, looking at. Mahomes is num- so the week before they play the Chargers, right? And Mahomes throws four touchdowns or whatever. Ridiculous. He had zero TDs, two picks. Is that Denver? Or I mean, like literally, was he really just sick? Because I don't I don't I'm, I'm having trouble believing that Mahomes in seven days just they just had this unbelievable this two and five team had this unbelievable game plan to defeat Patrick Mahomes. I just I, think I, he, Milk was Taylor Swift there at the game, right? That's I the big thing. Absolutely, don't. That's know. the big thing. I don't the, think she was. Travis Kelsey. I don't think she was at the game. Travis Kelsey averages 108 yards uh, when Taylor is in attendance and 46 and a half yards when Taylor is not there. What a shame! So. What a shame! And when Brittany doesn't get to play with Taylor, that you know, Mahomey is not as good. It's just. It's I'm right there in front of it. you, Milk. It's I think right he was, there. I think he had you. the flu. I think he had. I think he had the flu. All right. Well, yeah, I got no a question though. That. We've been touching about it a little bit. It, it kind of came up on on one of our text chains uh, yesterday, and I just, you know, there was there was some jokes about Sam Howell and and that sort of stuff, and I said, you know, he's mm-hmm. not in the top echelon, but. Listen, these are the starting quarterback, okay? Tell me when you want one, all right? And I, this is not compared to Sam, but just tell me when you want one of these guys. Josh Dobbs, Desmond Ritter, Lamar Jackson. I want Lamar. Yes. I'll take yeah, I'll Lamar. Take I'll Lamar. Take Lamar. Right now. Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I Josh, Josh. Josh. Agreed. All right. Bryce Young. Tyson Baggett. Sure. Joe no. Burrow. Yeah, well, I want Joe yes. Burrow. PJ Walker. No. Dak Prescott. No. Russell Wilson. No. no. Jared Maybe. Goff. 
Goff, maybe, I'd take Goff. Maybe, Just, maybe Goff, maybe Wilson. Yeah. I'd take Goff, Goff over Danny Dimes right now. Level quarterback, he is not. Jordan Love, no. DJ Stroud, Gardner yes. Minshew, Trevor yes, Lawrence. Yes, Minshew. Yes. yes. Yeah, the girl. You did not say what? Minshew. Yes, Milk. Minshew. Yes, Minshew. He loves yes. Minshew. As an as an upper <laughs> echelon quarterback. No, your question was would over you take how? Him on your over team. How? No, no, Minshew no, over Baker no, Mayfield. Folks, that's right exactly now. what I didn't say. I said irregardless of how and irregardless of the word. I said not compare. <laughs> it's them not to a how. word. Right. It is a word. Where? They made it a word. It's not a word. It's, where are you going with this? It shouldn't be a word. Where are you going? Don't make it a word. Don't Merriam-Webster made it a word. Merriam's wrong. This league has a lot of parity at quarterback. I'm just asking. I just think there's. Let's get your question straighter. Would you take him on your team, or do you think he's upper echelon? What's your question? No. Would you put this in the upper echelon quarterback? Oh. Okay. Who are the upper echelon? As I said yesterday, there's about eight guys, and then everyone else. Herbert, fifty percent. Is that the top fifteen? Mahomes, Allen. Herbert Tua. Stafford. You can't take Stafford. Tua there, right? Tua, now. I would. Tua. I would take Tua. Cousins. No, not anymore. Mac Jones. Derek no. Carr. No. Carl Taylor. Zach no. Wilson. Jalen. No. Yes. Jalen. Yes. This is why I no. say every year Rock there's Purdy. only five to five to eight. There's only five. The Super Bowl. There's only five. Baker, Will, Will Levis, and how game. There's five, six, seven quarterbacks. There's who ten. Really there's ten. I don't think so. But not I mean, the upper that's kind of my, That's what I'm saying. I, I just don't think the quarterback play is that impressive out there. I mean, there's only uh, there's only seven or eight guys who are really like, you're like, yes, I want that guy as my starting quarterback. Right. But those are the teams that make the Super Bowl. Go back. Go look at the last 10 Super Bowls. I'm not disagreeing. I care too. They had great quarterbacks. I think we're in violent well, agreement with you, Nace. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I just I'm, I'm not arguing with you guys. I'm just trying or to make I the think... point. Hope's right, though. That... Eventually, Nace is going to Bison is going to turn this into a Sam Howell piece. Sam Howell, well, no, number... that's no, where we're going not... with this, right? Sam Howell, <laughs> Sam Howell, I, I, that's how we Sam started Howell. it. Sam Howell is number five in the NFL in passing yards and tied for number six in passing touchdowns in the NFL. Well. In, in in eight games, right? So Will Levis Listen, had a hell of a game last if, week. Where are we putting I, him? I, well, <laughs> one game. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to make this about Tim Howell. I'm just saying when people laugh at a guy like Howell, it's like, really? Who who are you comparing him to? I mean, he's a, he's played eight games. And he's, other than the top seven or eight, he's just a regular NFL quarterback. You can't. Baker Mayfield is 20th in passing yards. You can't start evaluating a quarterback until, in my opinion, in their third year. Like, well, that's, that's okay. when you could start. So with Sam Howell in year two years from now is putting up the same numbers. Okay. Once these guys I'm get taken, some of these guys, they start to understand. I'm more, I'm more making – I'm just saying – but when people say, do you have a franchise quarterback, okay? There's no, only like five or – not me. There's only <laughs> like five or six franchise quarterbacks out there. Not make this is not about Sam Howell. I'm All right, I, I don't think it's too early to say CJ Stroud is a franchise there. quarterback. No, I that's he is. Yeah, no, he is. that's no. too early. 
No, I don't it's think so. Early. You can't say that about anyone in the did. first year. In eight yeah. games? He, he just sure has the goods. After- he has the goods. Um, um, listen, Bruce guys, said. I just got a call from the FCC. He's, they said we've spent too much time on Sam Howe this week, and we have to move on. Oh, yeah, my let's God. Do let's do I'm that. I'm deleting all let's of these. Let's move on. I'm just gonna, let's I'm just go gonna... out to the buzzer beaters. I'm gonna, I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the, the plexiglass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Let me end it with this. After the first eight games of Jameis Winston's career, we would have said he's our franchise quarterback. Great point. Good point. That's a great milk. point. We'll end on that. Definitely. Milk with the mic drop. The milk drop. Same house sucks. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> Since so, we put a topic out there ahead of time and nobody prepared and wanted to talk it, we'll just delete that segment. Somebody move on with the locks. Just kind of like you want to delete the locks. What was your topic? I didn't. Uh, sorry. Franchise Never quarterback. Mind. Whether Sam Howell's a franchise quarterback. All right. So no, that was not the topic. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for covering Plaxco in my absence, but um, we have we have. Uh, a real barbell situation going on in the Plaxico situation. Uh, milk is milk is a strong six and two and one again this week with the Jags covering. And uh, on the other side of the barbell, we've got one of our, one of our podcasters at one and seven. We'll come to that in a moment. Um, the Eagles covered. Did they? Yeah. I thought I it was six it was and a, a half when we made. The oh, picks. it was six and a half. Okay, yeah. so, so you got lucky. You got lucky there. So yeah. Rooster, Rooster got a win there, and moved to five and three. Um, Hope took the Niners, who lost four and four, and both House and Bison took the Bills, who won but did not cover, uh, dropping House to five and three and dropping Bison to. One and seven. So this is the week Bison's going to get, he's going to get it going here. So it's week nine. Bison, are you ready for your pick? I'm taking the Browns giving seven. The Browns giving seven. The card. All right. Milk. Um, I really want to take the Falcons with this Vikings quarterback situation, but I'm going to take the Bucks minus two and a half against Whoa. the Texans. I've got the Texans uh, minus three. The, I've got we're going with Score Mobile. Are you still willing it's to take the Bucks three. plus yeah. three? Uh, I'll take plus three. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. And 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 House, you're taking the Texans. Yeah, I will take. Uh, the Texans minus three against <laughs> against the Bucks. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! <laughs> All right, I'm going to take the Colts minus three against the Panthers. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That leaves Pope. Yeah, Milk. I will follow your lead and actually pick the Falcons. I had them giving four I think, and a half. I, I like that. I think that's a good bet. I'm although, changing my pick. Although their quarter, they have actually Heineke's coming in, right? The legend of Taylor Heineke. Re- Heineke is better than the other dude. Restarts, so. reboot. So you've got the Falcons yeah. minus four and a half. That's what I have. What do you have on yeah. Score Mobile? Y- yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. I'm changing my pick. 
Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with the Saints. Saints minus seven over the Bears. Mm, okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. You know, like we we've been looking forward to this week for a while, guys. Three huge games: Dolphins, oh, Chiefs, yeah. yes. Bills, Bengals, and Cowboys, Eagles. And we are in London on Dolphins, Chiefs. So we got football all day long. That's and, uh, that's Germany, the, right? The Monday Germany, night football yeah. all of a sudden is the Chargers at the Chargers at the four and three Jets. Yeah. Don't look now. How do they keep winning? Don't look now. Don't watch their football games. <laughs> That's God, what I meant. God off. I almost took the Chargers, by the way. I I kind of Chargers are I back. Like... Chargers are back in the saddle. Well, there goes Herbert again. All right. Yeah. This is the point at which I log off. Enjoy talking about the World Series. You leaving us? Oh boy. <laughs> Just for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We haven't seen you it's one of, since one of the your Phillies lost. Pieces in the World Series. What do you got? What do you got, Pope? Well, I mean, you know, every seven-game series, there's games that really matter. Tonight is one of those. Game three, tied 1-1. Uh, an epic game one, followed by, a, my perspective, a dud game two. Whether It doesn't matter which side you're on. It was, you know, uh, great pitching. Um, by uh, Kelly for the uh, D-backs and uh, small ball with a couple home runs made it uh, not much of a not much of a competition on two, uh, game two but game one just to recap Rangers are down to bottom of the ninth inning uh, and uh, Seager hits a monster home run to tie it up goes to extra innings and I d- did not remember but the ghost runner is out for the playoffs. Thank fucking God, because I couldn't stand that. And uh, I think it probably played to the Rangers benefit, but um, Bombi uh, Garcia hits a, a off field home run walk off in the 10th inning. And for the first time since 1988, when Mr. Kirk Gibson hits a home run in game one, walk off uh, first game one, walk off in the world series. So Rangers, Really got outplayed uh, at home, which is consistent with them in the in the playoffs. So they go on the road where they're eight and zero to the Snake Pit, where our our good buddy Nerdarami will be there in full force. Uh, and tonight we got Mad Max picking the ball up. Uh, hopefully his third start after his rehab, he's going to be sharper because he needs to be because the Rangers cannot afford to go down one two in this series. Um, Three games in Arizona. Uh, Arizona's playing really good ball right now, guys. I I do not feel good about the direction of the World Series. What do y'all think? They seem like a team of destiny, well, man. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 you get a guy on first base, and he's going to be on second. Nobody's thrown any of them out in the whole in the postseason. I mean, it's it's. Uh, Almost like a guaranteed going to second base if you walk them or they get a hit, and then they get that 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 whole thing starting up. And Corbin Carroll, I don't think many people knew about him coming into the postseason unless you're really inside baseball. But God, he is he is an amazing talent, and uh, uh, we'll be watching him for quite a while. Uh, he is fun to watch. 
Well, people I, listened I, to our MLB preview. They knew about Corbin Carroll because this pod. Yeah. yeah. It. Well, we were all. Yeah, I mean, he's I'm he was saying. probably one of the top prospects in baseball. I don't think people thought he'd blow onto the scene like this, but right. he was for sure a superstar in the making. And I think I think Arizona pitchers, if they are smart, they're going to pitch around Garcia and force the rest of the Ranger lineup from five to nine to to uh, to hurt them. Because so far, they have not been very strong. And then Simeon, his leadoff, has been a disaster. So, like I said, I mean, Rangers have some some issues with their order right now. And unless they get some really good pitching performances, they're I think they're in big trouble. You gonna, you want to something... make another prediction on how many? Game Sullivan, <laughs> you should say zero. It's not did you well in the past, right? Right. Yes. Did you see that story about Tommy Pham giving up his bat at bat? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because he could have had what the World Series of... records with five hits. Yeah, he could have yeah, gone five for yeah, five, and he, he gave it up, up to Jace Peterson. I'm just telling you, there's there's an intangible here that is very powerful. This is a team that is, I know everyone, they're all trying hard and they're all playing as a team, but this the cards stacked against this team, the they're the worst team, presumably, that came into the postseason. There's something going on here, and I, I don't know. It's just hard to explain. I, I could see, I, I, can, I mean, I, can, I think Arizona may win the fucking World Series, which is absolutely insane. Well, they're they're no, they're no, but they're a year ahead of schedule. Yeah, I mean it's in it's, it's but I mean it's crazy beginning of the year. Did any of us have the, Arizona? Right. right, that's why it's crazy. Is it wasn't even on our radar? Yeah, what Rangers weren't on the radar. Really, this is remarkable. They don't really have a stopper. They don't really have a number one pitcher. This team yeah. could win. This team could win the World Series without a number one pitcher, which is stupid. It's crazy. Has anyone heard anything about ratings so far? It's the lowest. Game one had 9.18 million viewers, the lowest ratings of a game one ever, even lower than the pandemic game in 2020 between the Rays and the Dodgers. Sorry, Milk, but it's the lowest game one ever. I think the WNBA finals got higher than that. (laughs) Friends and family. You just play the games that are before you. You can't. To anything else? Uh, all right, all right. Anything I, else on the World tonight. Series? I mean, I I think there's a chance we go back. We go back to Texas, but I think it'll be three two, uh, Arizona and Texas have to win two to get the World Series. But we'll find out next week. We'll be um, we'll have a winner we'll by by yep. the pod next week. We'll have a World Series champion. Yep. Good luck to Nerd and Pope. Nerd's already pre gaming, by the way. I love it. All right. Rooster, let's talk a little NBA. Uh, The big the big news for this upcoming NBA season is the NBA has tried to copy European soccer and create an in-season tournament that they're going to call the NBA Cup, which um, they they have kind of uh, they've created four groups of teams. What the the West Group A, West Group B, West Group C. I'm sorry, uh, six, six three in each. Yeah, six three in each, and then put the best teams in a hat and put one each into you know their respective groups, and then randomly selected 
the rest of the teams starting on November 3rd, they're going to start playing games. Um, you, the Knicks are playing the Bucks and the Mavs are playing the Nuggets on November 3rd. Uh, each team is going to play four group stage games, one, one game against each team in its group. And then the two, the winner and the second place team will advance. Um, the quarterfinals begin on December 4th and, and 5th, and then semifinals on the 7th and 9th. When, when the thing is all said and done, the, whoever wins the NBA Cup will take home 500000 per player on the team. And the second ta- place team will get 200 per player and, and so on, down to 100 each for the uh, se- the losing semifinal team and 50,000 each uh, for the losing quarterfinal team. So there's they're trying to highly incentivize competitive games for this in-season tournament called the NBA Cup. And my question is this, since the season seems to go on forever, are there are they going to if, if this is a huge um Success? Are they going to dilute the NBA Finals playoffs and finals? What do you guys think? I love it. I, I love that they're doing it. Um, I think it becomes it gives fans a reason to show up for teams that might not otherwise have a real shot at competing in the playoffs. I'm told that there's uh, a record 125 international players this year on NBA teams. And so this, to your point, Rooster, follows kind of what a lot of international fans are accustomed to, particularly in in soccer, when there's these various cups and there's group play, and then you advance from group play to knockout. Um, I saw some of the floor concepts that they're doing. All the the floors are going to have a special design for each time in the cup games. I I think it's cool. I don't think it dilutes the product. Um, I think there's some like wild, like, you know, like we talk about in soccer with like a group of death. I mean, how about like this group of the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz and the Blazers or the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Pels, the Mavs and the Rockets. I mean, that right. there's going to be some really good basketball play. But then you can bear that to the West Group C, Kings, Warriors, Timberwolves, Thunder, Spurs. Yeah. I could see the Warriors, if they ever get back into form, just marching through that group. Another tough group is the East A Sixers and Cavs and Hawks. Pacers are supposed to be really good this year. And the Pistons, all their young guys are healthy. Could be a tough group to come out of. And then the Celtics have a cakewalk in East yeah. East Group C. Yeah. Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Bulls, Magic. Well, and I think I think the important thing is a big distinguish between this and champions is that the group stage games count for the regular season. Yes. So, you know, it matters. It matters not only for the the new uh, uh, tournament, but it matters because it's not like a team can say, well, we don't really give a shit about this in-season in tournament, so we're going to rest our stars on those games. Uh, they actually count towards regular season, home home court, et cetera. So I think is that was just, smart. Pope, is it just a group stage that counts? Yes. Yes. Right. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, the quarterfinals will be played December 4th and 5th at the higher-seeded team. Semifinals and championship game will be December 7th and 9th in Las Vegas. Those will not count. Right. 
and that that'll be good watching. I mean, that's that's a great time of the year to have something fun like that. Yeah, the only one that doesn't count is the ninth, according to this New York Times or the championship game. Beyond that, uh, Rooster, uh, you know, last year we had, you know, the Nuggets and the Heat. The the Celtics are obviously a prohibitive favorite. The the, the Bucks just got Dame. If if we're not talking about the Nuggets or the Bucks or the Celtics, who do you like this year in either conference? The Nuggets, the Bucks, the Celtics. I mean, I mean, I think they're the prohibitive favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's right? hard to, if Porzingis plays the whole season and is two thirds as good as he was in Game One of this season. And they have Drew Holiday playing defense and handling the ball in place of um, Brown handling the ball. Remember during the playoffs, yeah. Brown lose the ball every time he takes the ball up the court. I, I don't see anyone beating the Celtics in the East. Um, in the West, that's putting a lot on KP. He he tends to break down. Yeah, I know. That's, that's that's, I, I don't know that that's really true. I mean, I was talking to someone about this the other day. I mean, he he had a year where he was out and then he kind of got stuck with that reputation, but I think he played all of the last two years. Once he came back from the, the neck injury that he had, he's been pretty, I mean, he played all last season and he looks strong some too. games. Well, I don't know if you saw game one of the, the Celtics uh, Knicks or the Celtics heat game two, but Porzingis has beefed up and it's all muscle. He looks good. He's no longer a lanky, you know, Holmgren looking guy anymore. He's pretty I'm gonna, he's pretty I'm buff. gonna take I'm gonna take the under on him playing half the season. Wow. Really? Well, listen, if well you if, just don't like him because it didn't work out in Dallas. I mean, you were I laughing just, when Washington think... sent him when Washington took him and sent you who was it? Um who was that bum that you guys took and you were all excited about? And he was good for about it's 10 Bertans. days. No, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie I mean, and yeah. And Bertans. Not Bertans I mean, so much, but. Yeah, but took the Washington got, contract. Yeah, Washington got the better end of that trade at the end of the day. I mean, we fleeced, yeah. we fleeced Dallas on that trade and everybody was laughing at Washington. We flipped Porzingis to the Celtic for picks or something. And, and you know, anyway, um, I don't know. I, I think Porzingis is a is a great player but, and, but house to answer your question in the east the heat lost some players who yeah, played really well on last the heat. year in the finals um the sixers are having to struggle through this james harden mess um those are the two next powerhouse teams in the east i think followed by maybe the uh, Cavs and the knicks but they're those two the, the Cavs don't seem to pull it together in the playoffs and the Knicks are one star away from being able to compete with the teams we just mentioned in the West. I actually think once you get past the nuggets, we may be looking at some new teams who are competing at the end of the year in the West. Cause I think the, the Suns have gotten worse and the Lakers have gotten older. Um, I, I'm really curious to see how some of these other teams like the clip, I hear the Clippers are, looking really good so far if those guys stay healthy that could be an interesting thing the pelicans looked great against the knicks the other night it's, it's of course it's too early to say 
but if Zion stays healthy, the Pelicans have a solid team and they're a good team. I, I really think we could be looking at another um, year where, you know, you've got a couple of young teams and then uh, the Kings are good again at the end of the year. Um, that would be kind of interesting to see the West be more than just the Warriors, Lakers, Suns, Nuggets every year. Yeah, I, I, I'm most interested in the story for this year. I'm well. There's a lot of interesting stories, but I, I can't rule out the Suns yet. I think that no. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal is just way too much firepower. I know they're a little longer in the tooth, but those are three unbelievable scores. If they can figure out a way how to share the ball, I think they're going to be the one that gives the Nuggets the closest run for their money. Um, Mm-hmm. No bench Jokic, at all. No bench. No, no real bench. But maybe they've maybe the role players come into their own. Uh the Nuggets are, you know, just even watching two or three games, Jokic's vision of the court and the way that team plays team basketball. And if you get a full year of health out of Jamal Murray, there's no reason they won't be right back where they were. So like every other sport that we talk about in the pot, it's going to come down to injuries and staying healthy. Um, but I, you know, I think the Suns could give them a run. Another interesting story is, could we be looking at the beginning of the Warriors as we know them? Um, the beginning of the end of the Warriors as we know them. Um, I mean, they've got, they've got clay looking like he's never going to fully recover from that injury. Yep. They've got CP3 coming off the bench. Yeah. First time in his career. Watch um, the minutes for Steph. Yeah, and 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 Drayvon Green is probably should have retired at the end of last year. I I don't see it with them sure. So I I got a question for you guys. Remember how the big 3 has been for years we talked about you need to have 3 legitimate superstars in order to win a title. I'm not sure that you do anymore. And, you know, I think look at Denver as prime example of that, but you do have a legitimate big three in Phoenix. We just talked about. So will a big three emerge on any of these teams other than Phoenix or can, can you win titles now with two superstars? Well, the Celtics have like a big four (laughs) going on. Yes, they're, and, and they're stacked. And, yeah, but you know, they're not I don't, superstars. I don't know Beyond where you Tatum count. and Jalen Brown. Who do you have as a superstar? I, I wouldn't put, put KP there yet either. I don't think Jalen Brown is a superstar. He's pretty good. He's a He's superstar scorer. That's it. And you know, just to since we're doing NBA, I have to. We'd be remiss to not see talk about how. Luca and Kyrie are going to play over the full season together. It should be interesting. And now Derek Lively from Duke, who uh, played really well. Yeah. He's starting to play really well. And we got, we picked up Grant Williams. So um, I don't know. They're going to be interesting team to watch uh, how, how the chemistry is between Luca. Supposedly Kyrie's as happy as he's ever been. I'm sure he said that before. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. He said that before, right before he decided to weigh in on some world, uh, issue that blew up in his face which guess what could is going on right now in the world could happen right now where where that guy would probably come down on it right but you know will the Mavs get will they be a four will they be a five six i don't know we'll see 
your point before about KP getting through the season, I, I think the same in a way can be said about Luca. The guy's got to play a healthy season. He's never been the picture of the perfect body for an NBA player. Yeah, and he's been uh, out of shape. I mean, he's never had yeah. like extended twenty plus you know days where he's uh, missing games. I mean, he's but he's, he's you know it's a, it's a hundred game season at least if you make it to the finals. Yeah, and Luca's got to show that he can do that. Um, they they have they have the chops. Uh, I don't know if they have the big man that they need, but they have the chops. Dallas could definitely play its way into a three or four or five. What's your prediction on Harden? With the I team think, all year, I think no. I think the latest is that the Bulls are starting to become a possible partner. The Clippers don't seem to have much interest anymore. That's where he wanted to go. Why he would anybody want him? I, yeah. I, I, I don't just know. don't understand why anyone would want him. Give up any asset for him? I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I, I I really don't. Um, and his value is decreasing more and more because, I, again, it's only three games, but Tyrese Maxey is playing so incredibly well that, you know, they've basically forgotten about what they need from Harden at the point. He's just, he's played a perfect point guard for the first few games. And it's not like Harden gives you anything defensively. So, and this guy who I, I've been telling Bison for years, how much I loved him. He was on, he was on the wizards early on, but Kelly Oubre is just a yeah. perfect, perfect addition to the Sixers. I don't think they have the horses to keep up with the bucks and the Celtics, but I think they're going to be right there three or four. Again, they're just going to need to play well in the playoffs. Well, but what is Harden's situation? What is his, he, he, you know, after trying to stick you up for ransom, all of a sudden he's back, but the team's not letting him get on the team lights to games i mean they hold all of his cards they hold all of his cards you know it's not like he's got a no trade and he they can decide where he ends up and what they get for him and so he either comes says his may culpa and says i want to play on this team and i'm going to be a perfect teammate or he just sits until yeah, we get the best offer necessary bad ass at the end of the yeah. bench yeah. and just let him sit there and waste the, the last couple of years of his career away fuck him yeah I all right agree. anything else on the nba Who's got a punchable face? Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Speaking of James Harden. I can't do. do him two weeks in a row. Segway. I, I have a punchable face. It's a little bit overdue. I've been sitting on these while I've been missing the pod. Oh. I'm gonna come I'm gonna combine them into one, but my punchable face goes to the sports whiners out there. I hope none of these are you. The whiners who are whining about wild card teams and the advantage that they had in the MLB playoffs. And they need to change the format of the playoffs to make it a little bit easier for the Dodgers and the Braves to succeed enough with that crap. You were watching some very, very good baseball, or at least some number of American people are watching it, but there is very good baseball being played. And in the end, although the Phillies didn't make it, the Phillies, and the Astros were in the World Series last year. Okay, they weren't the best teams in their league by record, but the fact that they made it back, it's not like they were these are bad teams. And is this whole thing is a joke. Either you you're good or you're not good. You don't need like to keep if you if your complaint 
is that you need to stay in the groove and you need to keep having baseball games in order to stay well. You can set up your pitching rotation perfectly. That was an annoyance. And this continued bitching, and maybe it'll stop after the Eagles fumble this weekend, this continued whining about let's let's banish the tush push, the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it, is a joke. Well, if he's going to fumble, there's no reason to ban it. It is the biggest joke. The Eagles were having great success until that play. Other teams were failing it. And because the Eagles always got a first down or always got a touchdown, let's ban a good play. That's that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And if the NFL takes that away in the offseason for all teams, including the Eagles, it's going to be like the punch of the year for me. Those are my punches. Stop whining. Just let these teams compete and stop making excuses. Mediocre. Punch well okay. said. Mediocre, <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> Anybody else have a have a punch? Who's got a lasso? Nobody. No oh, lasso. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. How about a buzzer beater? Hope you got a buzzer beater. Well, I mean, we haven't talked about NCAA football. Part. Sorry about that. Milk. Uh, we let him go, but. Um, we we Just had remember buzzer beaters are short and sweet. I know. Well, we had the elimination of one of the big pretenders, OU, this week, uh, losing to Kansas first time in 19 years. Uh, and then we have a huge game that will decide kind of the course of the SEC towards the uh, playoffs. LSU goes to Alabama and uh, Saban's opportunity for revenge part two from last year. My uh, buzzer beater is to the great Lionel Messi, who minutes ago won his eighth Ballon d'Or, the world's best soccer player, remarkably beating out Erling Holland, who smashed the record for all-time goals scored in a Premier League season. But with Messi's World Cup victory, followed by the way he's transformed the MLS and the way he's just generally played, uh, you had to give it to him. Congrats to Lionel Messi on his eighth Ballon d'Or. What do you guys think about this, um, whether this Michigan sign-stealing huh. um, in- situation is going to stick to Harbaugh? Do you think he's implicated, or why Why didn't they renew his contract? Yeah, why'd they, why'd they rescind it? Well, th- he's saying that's not true. There was some reports today that those those were untrue reports. It's a powder keg. If if he's remotely close to it, it is a powder keg for that program. If he's close to it, hello NFL, goodbye NCAA. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Commanders coach, maybe. Yeah. Phelan, you got yeah. a, is that your buzzer beater, Phelan? That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right, I got one. We got to pour one out just before the pod started tonight. Uh baseball legend Frank Howard Passed oh, away at age oh. 87. Wow. Uh, he was the 1960 Rookie of the Year for the Dodgers. Won the World Series uh, in, let's see, what year did he win a series? 1963. He was a four-time All-Star, National League Rookie of the Year. It said two-time AL home run leader in 68 and 70. American League RBI leader in 1970. And uh, the the legend of Frank Howard about the, the just bombs he used to hit. Was that when the when the Nats came back and played at RFK again? They uh, when Howard was there, they painted the seat in the upper deck white where his home runs went, and everybody would come into town and say, "Well, where was home plate?" 
at the time that he played here. And they'd say it's about a foot or two off of where it is now. Nobody, none of the MLBers could believe that anybody could put a ball that far up. So uh, Frank Howard, who was really a uh, uh, known as the Washington Monument or the Capitol Punisher, uh, rest in peace, Big Frank. And he, and, you know, and he never wore a batting glove. He had, yeah. a, he had a body powered by steak and potatoes. You know, I mean, just amazing. Yep. And I know we're a sports podcast, but uh, we had one hit, I think, pretty hard, all of us this week when Chandler Bing, Matthew Perry died. I mean, he's kind of a contemporary of ours in the 1990s, you know, when we're all in our mid-20s, early 20s. We kind of grew up with these guys. So uh, pour one out to Matthew Perry, and uh, uh, this one hurts. Does. All right, anybody got anything else? All right, guys. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.